Have you ever been frustrated feeling like, I, I know God has more for me. I know that I should be operating in a different level of abundance, but it seems like I have too little at this point to really make a difference for the kingdom of God. Have you ever had that feeling of, I want to sow, but I, I don't have enough, or I, I, I have really nothing to give. I want to I be a big giver. I want to I give into the kingdom of God. But if, when I look at my bank account, when I look at what I have, it seems like what I have, I, I don't really have anything to give. Have you ever been in that position? Well, today we're going to talk about how to get from a little to a lot. How do I get from that place where it seems like I don't really have anything to give to the place where... Man, I'm, I'm flowing in, you know, that 2 second, second Corinthians 8, 9, or 1 Corinthians 8, 9, 2 Corinthians 8, 9, 1 Corinthians, which Corinthians The giving, the giving chapters. Yeah. Now, I'm, now I why, don't know why, which why one it I, is. Oh, no, it's 2 Corinthians okay. 8, 9, where, where I have an abundance for every good yeah. deed. You know, I want to get to that place where I have an abundance for every good deed. But it seems like right now I have a little bit, you know. And we're going to be basically really coming after that. We're really going to be coming after that mentality, coming after that, that, that thought process. And, and to do that, we're going to look uh, first at 2 Kings chapter 4. So if you have your Bibles with you, um, turn with me to 2 Kings chapter 4. This is where we see the widow with the oil. Mm -hmm. And this, in this uh, passage... Um, a lot of what's going to come out of this, <laughs> yeah, really, I've learned from Dr. Mark Barclay. Right. Um, and, uh, and there's a, a CD series, Dr. Mark Barclay. I don't know if it was at, um, it was at Brother Tracy's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was at like a minister's conference mm -hmm. that they were holding or if it was just a week of meetings. But uh, he did a series uh, while he was there on dismantling mammon. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and Brother Tracy's taught this multiple times since. But we're going to put a link in the comments to that series where you can buy the CD set. Um, and it's, it's dismantling mammon. And it's, it's literally life-changing. We've listened life -changing. to it so many times. Yeah. And every time there's still something new that we've received yeah. from the Lord. Seriously. Yeah. And, and there's also like a free uh, download of a teaching yes. that Brother Tracy himself mm -hmm. did um, on dismantling mammon. And that's great as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just, this is the one that I heard first and this is yeah. the one that's really changed my life. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we would encourage you. Uh, we just put the link in the comments. You can uh, go and you can buy that series. But, mm -hmm. um, but he opens this whole series up. It, well, in Matthew 6, and we're going to get to Matthew yeah. 6 in a, in a second because Remember in Matthew chapter 6 is when Jesus says, you can't serve two masters, yeah. right? Uh, you'll either love one, hate the other, yeah. despise one, and hold fast to the other. And then he says, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, uh, and then he brings us to Second uh, Kings 4 in, in that series. And this is going to be where, where we're going to be highlighting a little bit. But there's a lot of subtle lies that the enemy, that that, that, that spirit of mammon yeah. tries to bring in, um, into our mindset and into our thinkings that can actually keep us in that place of having mm -hmm. a little bit. And we're going to expose those. So uh, do you want to start reading? Yeah. All right. Or did you have anything to say? I, I'm just excited to jump yeah. in. I know yeah. that a lot, most all of our viewers have a heart to 
grow and increase yeah. and are have generous hearts. Yeah. Um, but it's so cool as the Lord's been continuing to expose these things and yeah. help us um, gain revelation, how just seeing areas that, oh my goodness, I had believed this lie or I had fallen into this deception. And so as we're um, sharing today, I know that these are things that the Lord has needed to minister on me. Even like, it's not like I've arrived at all, even recently and a lot of these things. And so I'm really excited to jump in. But, Amen. So 2 Kings 4, you can put that in the comments, starting at verse 1. Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Then he said... All right, well, let's pause there. Yes. And kind of set the scene. All yes. Right? Now, I don't know what position at all of us are in right now. Like, there, I, I guarantee you there's people watching right now who are in different positions financially, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you might have creditors knocking on your door, you know, calling you all the time, like tr trying to get you to pay mm -hmm. off some debts. You might be... You might have been in the red. You might have... Uh, been doing pretty well, but it seems like month to month you're just, you know, barely making it by. You might be doing really well and having all that abundance. You know, mm -hmm. we there's people watching right now who are in a variety of different places, and um and the 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 this woman this widow praise God we don't live in like this time yeah. where like the creditor is is getting ready to take your children and put them into slavery. Mm -hmm. Like praise God we don't live in, the, yeah. in that kind of yeah. day. But that's a pretty high-pressured situation, mm -hmm. right? She's coming up to Elisha and saying, the, my, my husband's dead. There's all this debt that we've accrued, and the creditors are, are coming, and they're threatening to take our two children. And this is a widow, right? Mm -hmm. this, uh, this is in a day and age where, where uh, the men were, were the ones who provided the income. Mm -hmm. And so she doesn't really have much income. Yeah. Um, to, to provide for that household. Now, uh, obviously, there, there were things that the woman could do in, the, in that day and age. Yeah. That, like, you look at the Proverbs 31 woman. She made money. You know, mm -hmm. she produced. She did things. You know, to, uh, she sold linen and stuff like that. But it wasn't but, as popular for yeah. women to be able to support a household. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you have this woman now who her husband's dead. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and now, she's in this position where the creditors are offering to or not offering. <laughs> it's not an offer. <laughs> yeah, they're threatening to take the children. This yeah. is a high-pressure situation. So mm -hmm. she runs up to Elisha and says, my, my husband's dead. He was a prophet, you know, and now we have all this dead. They're threatening to take the kids. And, uh, and, and you got to look at Elisha's response. Mm -hmm. Bert, Bert, his first response was, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> you know, like, what do you want me to do? Yep. You know, which is, which is really interesting because a lot of times... People spend a lot of times talking about their problem. This is my problem. They, maybe they even go to their pastors or their leaders. This is my problem. This is what I'm going through. Okay, what do you want? And, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of times, and, and here's this, and, and this is something that we need to recognize and identify because this is the spirit of mammon. The spirit of mammon is always going to try to keep us in, in our poor position. And the spirit of mammon is always going to be looking for a handout mm -hmm. or it's always going to be looking to be pitied, right? That, that's, that's what that spirit will try yeah. to do. Let me talk about how hard my situation is. Let me well, you don't know what I've been going through, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and the question is, well, what do you want 
God to do about it. Yeah. Right? Do you want God to just give you a temporary handout or do you want to be empowered to overcome right. that situation, right. right? Well, I don't have much. All right, well, do you want me to just give you a little bit uh, so that you can be comfortable for the next 30 days and then you're still in that same position? Or do you want to be empowered to get out of that, yeah. right? Yeah. And so th the first question he asks is, what do you what want do you me want? to do for you? Yeah. I mean, that's the same question that Jesus asked Bartimaeus, right? Yeah. Bartimaeus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, Bartimaeus was hungry. He wanted a, a, a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. but, Jesus, but the breakthrough didn't come until he humbled himself because Jesus had to say, well, what do you want me to do for yeah. you? Yeah. Just saying, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, uh, didn't tap Bartimaeus into his healing. Mm -hmm. It was when he made the request, Lord, that I might receive my sight, mm -hmm. that he received the thing mm -hmm. that he asked for, right? Yeah. But, uh, and that's a yeah. good leadership principle yeah. for anybody who's in leadership or at work and needing to have any type of interpersonal relationship, mm -hmm. learning to ask good questions, not only as somebody who's submitted to a leader, we yeah. learn about that, oh, how to ask my leader good questions, but even yeah. as a leader, how to ask good questions of people who are pulling on us or yeah. trying to receive from us and learning how to ask those good questions. Yeah, yeah. And, and the question you got to ask yourself is, whenever I'm bringing up my, my situation to people, am I looking to be pitied or empowered? That's good. You know, yeah. it, like, am I looking to be pitied or empowered? And we can put that in the comments. Too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, cause, cause you got people who will go around and talk about, you know, oh, today was a day. Today was opportunistic day. Oh, like, and that's all they talk about was how opportunistic their days or their mm -hmm. weeks was. You know, mm -hmm. and the question is, why are you bringing this up? You know, why are you talking about what you're going through? Why are you talking about how 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 much of a difficult week yeah. you've had? Now, yeah. now it's okay to bring up those things in a in a desire. Hey, I, I need to overcome this yes. and, and this week has been opportunistic, but I know that God's gonna do something yeah. or or hey, can can you give me some wisdom on how I can break out of this? Mm -hmm. You know, like they're, they're, cause that's a person that wants to be empowered. Yeah. You know. But if you're just talking about, oh man, it's just been a day, it's been like you're, and, and you don't actually take steps to break out of that. What's the heart behind yeah, it? Yeah, the heart yeah. behind that is off, is likely pity. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I just want you to know how, how rough it's been. You know, like, okay, like, that's, what, that's why a good leader would say, what do you want me to do? Like, what, what do you want? You, mm -hmm. you know? Oh, well, you know, I just want some prayer. Like, what do you want me to pray? Oh, you know, like, oh, just be, just be praying for me. You know, like just, just, just keep me in your thoughts, prayers. Like, like that's not going to help you. Yeah, that's not going to empower you. you yeah, know, you're just if you're just seeking pity instead of being empowered to break out mm -hmm. of it. We're talking about how to get from a little to a lot. Yeah, and, and as long as we stay in that position of of woe is me, mm -hmm. like this is my situation. Am I ever going to break out of it? Is so difficult. You'll never be empowered to get to the lot a bit. Yeah, a lot bit. Yes. Mm -hmm. And pastors even pointed that out. Um, we have a prayer line uh, for Boomerang Church mm -hmm. where we're planted. And um, he'll even point out and he'll bring it up and refresh this for us at different times because people know when we're walking in faith and like, hey, can you pray for me? Yeah. yeah. And pastor, and so sometimes we'll put this on the prayer line. Hey, my neighbor or my cousin, somebody's going through this and they're asking for prayer. And pastors at different times, you know, okay, what are, what are they asking for prayer for? Because if they're not believing for 
healing, you know, where if they're just wanting comfort, then, you know, we can't supersede somebody's will. And so being able to um, ask, hey, that's how it's so, why it's so important. Hey, how can I agree with you in prayer? Yeah. What are you believing for? If somebody's believing for something that's not godly, obviously we can't agree on that. And so knowing yeah. what is somebody asking for? What are you believing with? How can I stand with you and what yeah. the word says? Yeah. Well, how can two come together unless they agree? Yes. You know, and so I'm like, I can't be praying prayers that supersede their prayers mm -hmm. or that that are in contradiction to yeah. their prayers. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's also why why unspoken prayer requests aren't necessarily something that that work is because we need to agree. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we agreeing on? What, what word yeah. are we standing on? Like, yeah. the best you can do in that situation is pray for God's will to be mm -hmm. done in the situation yeah. and for God to open their eyes. But, but yeah, like, it's... it's but uh, And that's just, like, a good leadership principle. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just good Christianity, honestly, how to pray for people. Yeah. But you got this woman now who comes to Elijah, or Elisha, mm -hmm. and says, this is my situation. He says, okay, what do you want me to do, do for you? you? Yeah. For you? And then he and then he says, "What do you have?" Yep. Yep. And that's the question, and that's the part of this whole thing that we got to ask ourselves, like, because this goes back into the: Am I looking to be pitied or empowered, mm -hmm. or am I looking for a handout, or am I looking for answers? That's good. Right. Hear this, like, uh, you know, we we put in the question: Am I looking to be pitied or empowered? Now yep. put it: Am I looking for a handout or am I looking for answers? Yeah. Because your answer is not always a handout. Yep. Actually, most often it's not a handout. Mm -hmm. You know, like there, because what I don't need is I don't need a temporary fix to my situation. What I need is I need to tap into a supernatural anointing yeah. that will cause me to go from the little bit mm -hmm. to the little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, to to the to the a lot. You know, yeah. because Elisha recognized a principle here that he learned from his mentor, Elijah, mm -hmm. right? Because there was a very similar situation that um, that Elijah was into yeah. uh, when uh, the Lord told him, you know, after the, there was a famine for three and a half years, he camped by Kareth Brook, mm -hmm. he uh, drank from the brook, and he ate from food that ravens came and provided for mm -hmm. him. And then the brook dried up, and the Lord said, now I want you to go to XYZ city, I don't mm -hmm. remember which one it was, um, and he said, there I've commanded a widow pr to provide for you. He goes to the city and there's a widow gathering sticks. Oh, hey, can you uh, get me some, some uh, water or something? I think mm -hmm. she did. And then, and, uh, and then he said, and can you uh, bake me a, a, some, some bread? She said, well, actually what I'm doing right now is I just have a little bit of oil and a little bit of flour. And uh, I'm going to go bake m me and my son's last meal. This mm -hmm. was another widow. And then we're going to die. Mm -hmm. Right? Then we're going to die. <laughs> and, um... And he said, okay, well, go make that bread, but bring me some first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like, you're talking about a widow who her and her son are getting ready to die. Mm -hmm. And you say, make me some first. And, and, and you see, again, oh, Zarephath, thank you. Um, and then you see, though, in this situation, and in the situation with Elisha, their responses to the person's need is very contradictory yes. to what, like, 99% of Americans and even a lot of Christians think the holy response for the minister is, mm -hmm. right? Because Elisha didn't say to the woman, like she said, okay, like we, I have the situation, the credit, like I have this debt to be paid, the creditors are coming to take my son. Um, Elisha didn't say, well, let's look and see what is in, you know, Elisha's treasury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in Elisha's supernatural ministry, yeah. incorporated's bank account. <laughs> And see how we can help your situation. Yeah. Yeah. No, he says, what do you have in your house? Mm -hmm.
What do you have in your house? And so, so hear this, and you can put this in the comments. My miracle is not in someone else's hands. My miracle, or I'll say it this way, my miracle seed is in my own hands. Yes. My miracle is not in somebody else's hands. Mm-hmm. The seed to my miracle is in my own hands. Yeah, yeah. Again, my miracle is not in somebody else's hands. The seed to my miracle is in my yeah. own hands. Yeah. That's why he Amen. said, yep. that's why he said, what do you have in your house? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people think, well, maybe if I bring this out, someone will give me a handout. Maybe the more people I talk to about my situation, the more I might receive some pity mm-hmm. and then a handout. Mm-hmm. Are, the, are the children of God supposed to be beggars? Mm-hmm. Didn't David say, I was young and now I'm old and I have not seen the righteous yeah. forsaken or his yeah. children begging for bread? So if I have a revelation that I'm a child of God, I shouldn't be going out looking for pity and looking for handouts, sending mm-hmm. messages or making GoFundMe accounts, you know, for, mm-hmm. um, for uh, to receive handouts yeah. and stuff like that. No, my miracle seed is in my own hands. Yeah. So the, the, it doesn't, my miracle from getting from a little to a lot doesn't come from a handout. It mm-hmm. comes from me tapping into the supernatural system yeah. that God's already established. Amen. Pastor Zach said, that's good. Acts mm-hmm. 3 shows this. I think it was about some of the leadership things that we were talking about before. But I'm smiling because how often did we subconsciously kind of expect that when we were starting to walk in faith and, mm. you know and so like some big seeds. and we sowed some big seeds they're like where's it coming from I, I would literally stand in the back of like the church sanctuary and be like all right where's it coming like who's gonna give me this handout like 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 people are my source yeah and it's yeah and so i'm just laughing now, like it's and, not bad to expect the harvest exactly to come in, so but but I should be believing that from God, not yes, from people. Exactly, exactly. People aren't our source. The yeah. Lord is our source, <laughs> even after we've sown the seed. It's so, it's not funny, but it is in some ways how the enemy will ch- still try to put that deception in mm-hmm. us. Okay, you're expecting from people, mm-hmm. but they're not the ones who we should be. Oh, like, what a nice watch you have. Like, yeah. <laughs> dropping hints like or, that. I know this person has money, so let me talk to them. Right. You know, or, like, like a lot of times that looks that goes into like family members too. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going through something. Like in family, you know, um, it's it's really easy for family to or like let, let's. I'm a grown person. Like if I reached out to my parents, I'm sure they might give us something. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, we mm-hmm. have this need. We really don't know what we're going to do about it. I can do that, but what what did I just do in that moment? I made, made them, them my source. source. Yeah, Pastor you know? Brian has a similar story too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like the but again, you know. I shouldn't be looking, like, you look at um, the, the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. Who, who was there giving, like, giving him handouts mm-hmm. and that? Well, but didn't his father love him? You know, his father loved him greatly. His father was eagerly, eagerly waiting for yeah. him to return home. But he wasn't out there giving him, you know, uh, oh, oh, you can't pay rent this month here. Like, let me give you, let me give you mm-hmm. uh, your rent this month. You know, let, let, let me provide for you. Because... What did that prodigal son need? Did he need a handout in that moment, yeah. or did he need to wake up? Yeah. Because you, it, like, it, if uh, obviously all of this comes down to the leading of the Lord, yeah. you know, if the Lord led something, yeah, you you do that mm-hmm. in that moment. But but when it comes to but honestly, giving someone a like that temporary fix almost financially could all could also keep them in the little bit. Yeah. Could keep them in that little stage. Right. And, and, and me staying in that position of always looking for handouts mm-hmm. can keep me in that place where it's like, why am I not actually growing out of this? Yeah. It's because I'm, I'm tapping into a world system. 
a, a system of mammon and not yeah. God's system. Mark Barkley talks about this too. He grew up poor and with the spirit of mammon really yeah. trying to grab a hold of him. And so when he became a minister, his heart went out yeah. to the people who would come to him. Pastor, I need some help. Pastor, can you help him? And he would just want to give, give, give because he understood what it felt like to be in need until the Lord told yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just another, another like part to that story too is, mm -hmm. and, and a lot of times those were the people that he, the people that he gave the most to, yeah. that would just leave the church, yeah, and get offended, mm -hmm. and like th they didn't have a solid foundation, yeah, or they'd keep coming, having to come back, mm -hmm. and so the Lord would tell, had to show him, okay, if somebody comes to him in need, how to do exactly what Elisha yeah. ends up showing this woman and what yeah. she ends up doing. What can we give the Lord together? What do you have that we can sow together to the Lord? And he said, Ooh, and believe, yeah. yeah. And he said that those are the people who years later, they were the ones, if there was a need, pastor, what do you need? Pastor, like, I'll write a $10,000 check. And yeah. they were the ones who were able to stand firm and who's, the Lord was able to mm -hmm. increase them yeah. because they learned how to sow a seed in their time of need. And it's so yeah. cool because our heartstrings do go out to people, yeah. you know, and the, our flesh tries to, oh I think I need to provide for them and I need to be the ones to do that yeah. what is what is obedience what is love it's obedience at the leading of yeah. the Lord it's giving yeah. unconditional giving at the leading of the Lord and so being willing to know yeah. when that is and who's their source yeah because if I make myself somebody else's source yeah what am I doing I'm superseding yeah. God Mm -hmm. in that moment and that's not a good place right, to be right. and well, the, my favorite part of that story though is because he was talking to his pastor um, John, yeah, pastor John, John Osteen, Osteen. Mm -hmm. um, he was talking to his pastor and he was like I just don't understand why the people that I give to the most are the ones who, who, who have left the church and mm -hmm. who have like hurt me the most and stuff like that and John Osteen's word, what, what words were it's your fault you <laughs> cursed them <laughs> ouch <laughs> it's your fault you cursed them he was like how did I curse him yeah. And it's because of this principle. Yeah. He's like every time he would just write a check and, and pay their rent, every time he would write a check and give them that handout, mm -hmm. he, he's not what he was doing in that moment was he was not teaching them and equipping them with what they need to tap into the actual supernatural system of God. That'll break them out of it. Yeah. And, and so like now, like we'll, we'll get into some other things right now because there's probably people watching now who are like, I've been sowing. Mm -hmm. I've been given. I've been given a lot. I've been given maybe a little bit too much, you know, mm -hmm. and like, so I've been tapping into that system, but that, but it still seems like I've been in that yeah. little bit and we're, we're going to get into some other things uh, here. But, um, but you see, you know, you, you see how though that mentality can, can keep people in that little keep bit, capped, yeah. you know, so, um, so that, that'll help some people. Like we want to break out of that mentality and we don't want to enable that mentality right. either as right. leaders. Yeah. And uh, so the next, th the very next thing though is he asked the widow, he asked this woman, "What do you have in your house?" Mm -hmm. And then she says, "Your maidservant has nothing in the house." She she says, "There's nothing in the house. Like I have nothing, except a jar of oil." Oh, except a jar of oil. Mm -hmm. And like this is how like uh, Mark Barclay says it. He's like, "Well, which is it?" Because <laughs> she says, "Your your servant has nothing at all." Except a little oil. Well, which is it? Do you have nothing or do you have a little bit? Mm -hmm. and, and this is the deception. And this is the big deception that mammon will try to bring in. That, that, that spirit of poverty will try to bring mm -hmm. in. It's that if I don't have a lot, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. that, this is a deception. Well, I don't have anything to give. 
I would give, but I don't have anything to give. That's a lie. That, that's a lie. That you've believed a lie. And the more you speak, I have nothing to give. What, what are you confessing and what becomes your reality? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. And that, that, that speaking and that confession, well, I don't really have anything to give. You're confessing something that'll hold you bound in that little bit. And don't think the enemy is not going to try to take a hold of that confession and ensure that you don't receive the harvest that, you, that, that you've been believing for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd give if I had, if I had something to give. Mm-hmm. Like, are you here? You, we have a desire to give, but it seemed like we've been in that position of not having enough to give. Oh, I just don't have that much. Mm-hmm. I don't have that much. I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot to give. What are you confessing? Your, your confession has the power to keep you in that place yeah. of, of little bit. Mm-hmm. Like Mark Barclay actually called that spirit of, of poverty little, little bit. Because mm-hmm. that spirit of poverty will always try to keep you in the mentality of, well, I just have a little bit. I don't have a lot. You know, and, and that's like that false humility of, uh, you know, I just, I just don't have a lot. You know, I, I'd give more if I, if I had it. You know, but I just don't have that much, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it keeps us always confessing that little bit. Menta- it's that little bit mentality. If I don't have a lot, then I have nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't if I don't have what I think I should have, then then I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. You know, that mentality. And, and what does that mentality breed? Discontentment. Yeah. You know, um, that mentality of, well, I don't have what I f- feel like I should have. And, and with that mentality, I become discontent yeah. with it. Yeah. And because I'm discontent with where I'm at, because I feel like I'm at a little place, my words don't, don't line up with his words, mm-hmm. and my actions don't line up with his word, and, mm-hmm. and that'll keep me in that place where I'm bound. Yeah, yeah. Pastor Zach pointed out that one of the disciples said the same thing in John 6. He said, what is mm-hmm. these two fish and five loaves for so many people? It's yeah. not exactly. Well, if these people... Well, grab, it changes your life and shows you the multiplication of mm-hmm. heaven. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at this. You know, like, it, th- this is a fun thing. Did you know that Jesus wasn't the first person to multiply loaves? Mm-hmm. Literally, like, yeah, sure. one, one chapter over, you got, oh, or how many chapters over? Um, where are we? Uh, there, keep talking. Okay. Well, it's literally right around this. Coming up to me, and I'm yeah. not trying to jump ahead, though, is that discontentment that tries to be there. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, even recently, how um, the enemy had tried, even though we've increased multiple times since yeah. coming here, the enemy had really tried to put a deception on me that, oh, we don't have enough. Like, yeah. things just aren't working, or we keep sowing and sowing and sowing, and we're not increasing, when clearly we have been increasing. But I had been blinded by discontentment in, during those times where <coughs> I couldn't even see it. Yeah. I just saw the little bit. And yeah. the verse... Um, we're talking about it is first Timothy six six and we can yeah. put that in the comments. But godliness actually is a means of great gain. And then there's this clause, it says, when accompanied by contentment. Yeah. And so I like this verse kind of just came alive to me mm. today because there had been so many times whenever I've like Okay, I know I need to put on Thanksgiving. I know I need to be in contentment. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't known how to believe for the lot, believe for more while staying in contentment. And so yeah. I'd look at like the dream house and look at these cool things and then be like, oh, but I don't have it. And they're like, okay, so you're going to get into contentment. And be like, thank you, Lord, for this place. Thank you, God, for hard cars. Thank you. But it wasn't out of a contentment, a yeah. true contentment. And the Lord recently showed me that he's so faithful to his word. If we ask him for something, he's going to give it to us. And so recently I was like, God, can you just give me contentment? Help me to be content. Like, it's not just a 
Thank you, God, that I have food to eat right yeah. now, even though I don't <laughs> like it. Thank you, God. Like giving thanks in spite of my feelings, because that's one thing, you know, yeah. I don't care how I feel. I'm going to give thanks anyways. And yeah, there are moments to do that, but that shouldn't be our norm, yeah. you know? And so that's what my norm had been for a lot of times, you know, yeah. but giving thanks and no. but giving thanks and having that spirit of contentment. God, yeah. I am so thankful. Thank you, Lord. I have a roof over my head. Thank you, Lord. I have not been in need of any food. That I have clothes, multiple clothes to choose from that sometimes I don't even know what to wear. Thank you, Lord, that I have pets. Thank you, Lord. And just having that contentment bubble out of us. And he's faithful. He's yeah. going to do that. And then it's in that, when accompanied by contentment, that godliness is a means of great gain. Yeah. And that's whenever we're able to grow in that area. And that goes back into the, how do you get from a little to a lot? Contentment, like godliness with contentment is a means of great gain, Mm -hmm. that great gain. So that takes you from that little bit to that lot, you know, and and that same chapter goes even further. Instruct those who are rich not to put their Mm -hmm. trust in the uncertainty of riches, but in God who richly gives them all things to enjoy. You know, God gives you things to enjoy. So the things that I have now I should find joy in them, Mm -hmm. you know, even if it's not the the dream car that I think I should have, even if it's not, even if it's just a a small apartment, you know, like even in that moment, why, why did God allow me to have and bring me to this place where I'm in this home or in this apartment is to enjoy it, Mm -hmm. you know, is to find joy in it. When I find joy and contentment in that, Mm -hmm. that empowers me because now my spirit's in the right place. I'm not me focused. Yeah. I'm not, it's not focused about me. It's focused about him. That's good. And we've grown up in a society where, where discontentment is rampant. Yeah. Where like, we're not content with anything that's put before us, right? Like, like, and you, you see it in, you know, uh, like, Here's an example, like you go to a restaurant, right? You order some food, you order it the way you like it mm-hmm. and they bring it out and it's not exactly the way you ordered it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and most people don't even take into consideration all the work that that server is, is mm-hmm. putting into serving all these tables. All they're thinking about is their own contentment they and what they want. Yeah. And so they'll be like, this isn't what I ordered, take it back, you know? Like, you know what I mean? And like, okay, they just saw you pray over your meal. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you know they, they saw the, these things. What's more important, you getting what you want or your witness to that mm-hmm. person? Now, I'm not saying like that we need to be like, we need to like just roll over and let like people manipulate mm-hmm. and roll over us. But like I've seen situations where like servers are working frantically uh, to, to bring meals and to all the, do all these things. And then, and then just because someone didn't get like one little thing on their mm-hmm. plate they, they wanted to send it back it's yeah. like all right what witness are you bringing to that person yeah. like like okay you you gave me the wrong meal but i'm content with what was yeah. brought to me anyway mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like having that spirit of in that heart of i'm content yeah. no matter the situation yeah. no matter what's presented to me like like i'll be fine with it you know mm-hmm. like you know, and I, I think food is like one of those things. Well, I don't like this food. Like, why are we having this tonight? I don't you know? like going to lunch at this restaurant. I, I don't like this restaurant. <laughs> you know, like all those yeah. different things. But and like, we've been there. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. But, but we need to be willing to put on that heart of contentment. Yeah. That no matter what, you know, no matter where I'm at, no matter what situation, God's given me all things to enjoy. So mm-hmm. this, this food before me, I'm going to find joy in it, even if it's the most bland yeah. thing I've ever eaten in my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I should find that place of contentment because mm-hmm. if I if I, if I feed discontentment in my life, it'll keep me in that place yeah. of small. Yeah. It'll keep me in that little bit. 
you know, that discontentment is, is, is a killer. Yeah. And, and remember, the, the widow said, your servant has nothing at all. It yeah. has nothing at all. Well, if I don't have what I think I should have, I don't really have mm-hmm. anything. If I don't have what I want, I, I really don't have anything. If I don't have as much as I think I should have. Re- remember where the seed comes from in the first place. It doesn't come from me. It comes from him. Yeah. And if I purpose in my heart to become a sower, he'll provide the seed to sow. Oh, he'll provide the seed to sow. I don't even have to produce it myself. Mm-hmm. He'll provide the seed to sow. But a lot of times the seed to sow that he's provided for us, we're looking for it to come in some other way when you just go back to Elisha's question. It's probably already in our own home. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there were, there were points when our bank account was in the red. Yeah. And we could have easily said, I'd love to sow, but I don't have anything to sow. Mm-hmm. But what did we do? Well, we listened to Dismantling Mammon. What's in our house? And then we were like, all right, what's in our house? All right, we have ingredients to make a pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. We have some, some nice bowls. Mm-hmm. You know, We have some, some, some things that we can sow. So we just gathered those things. And that Sunday, we were like, all right, pastors, we want to sow these, yeah. these things. Mm-hmm. You know? And we sowed those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure there's nobody watching this broadcast today that has less than a little bit of oil. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's all she had. Just a little bit of oil. Right? Yeah. She, she had a little bit of oil and she still had more. She still had enough. Right? Enough to, and just jumping to the end of the story, right? Mm-hmm. To where what, when she was faithful and obedient with what the man of God instructed her to do, because how do you get from a little bit to a lot? You, are, you obey. Yeah. You're obedient. Because she could have been like, that's stupid. Mm. Like, go, go and borrow a bunch of, of jars, which... <laughs> Borrowing's not a sin. Like, if the Lord inst- gives you that the instruction, it, yeah. if the Lord's instructed it, that's not always bad. A lot mm-hmm. of times, like, in faith circles, and, you know, it's like, you don't, like, you, you don't borrow, that's a sin. You know, well, mm-hmm. if the, the Bible says that we'll be the lender and not the borrower. Like, are we to empower other people in sin by lending to them? No, not necessarily. Yeah. You know, they're... There are times when that's right, and, it, and those times are when the Lord is leading it and instructing mm-hmm. it. Because, again, the man of God said, go borrow. Mm-hmm. He said, go borrow, and don't borrow a little. <laughs> borrow that's a true. lot. That's right? true. And then, but what happened? She, she was faithful and obedient mm-hmm. with what he told her to do. Yeah. And what happened? They, they gathered so much, and the man of God said, all right, take what you have, go yep. pay off your debt, and you and your sons live off on the re- live yep. off the rest. Yep. So, like, even the harvest that came out of that obedience wasn't just enough to pay yeah. off the debt. Yeah. Like that's powerful too, because we're not yeah. talking about just going from a little to enough. Right. You know, that's not God's that's heart. God's right. not God's heart is not to get you from a little bit to enough. Yep. His heart is to get you from a little to a lot. That's good. And that's what you see here is now they can actually live off of the rest that's good live off of the rest talk about like a oh, stinking harvest yeah. right we can live the rest of our lives off of this harvest <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like and and i'm sure there was probably some more faithfulness that they had to put into that mm-hmm. you know like hey let's turn this into a business you know yeah. let's turn this into something and let's invest into it because god doesn't want to just give you, get you to a place where now you don't have to do anything anymore that's because you right. that's not faith mm-hmm. and without faith it's impossible to please him but God's heart is to get you from the place from a little bit to a lot so that yeah. you can fund and be a financier of the kingdom things. Yeah. You know? We can put that in the comment. God's heart isn't to get us from a little bit to enough. Yeah. It's to get us from a little bit to a lot. And I wanted to read some of the comments and some of the testimonies. Yeah. Joni was saying that a few weeks ago she was doing her budget and she could feel her flesh tightening with stress trying to be there. She yeah. finally caught the attack 
early and turn that stress into praise instead. Don't lose your bottle cap. It's gone. Uh, Pastor Danielle said, that's so true. We've been programmed to be discontent. It's a putting down of the flesh, a putting away of me, 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 a demonstration of love. If I feel discontentment, it will keep, if I feed discontentment, right, it will keep me in the little. Pastor Pastor Zach says, this is just wow. Amen. 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 Um, Yeah, amen. So now, uh, you know, in light of all of that, mm-hmm. um, but let's look at Matthew 6 real quick. Yeah. Okay, so we kind of like overviewed, you know, the story yes. of the widow. And, and this go- and Matthew chapter 6 um, really helps us to get a bigger picture of this yeah. as well. Again, that spirit of mammon and, and how it operates and how it works. Yeah. And um, so in Matthew chapter 6, uh, starting at verse uh, 24, mm-hmm. um, it says, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth or mammon. Yeah, and so there's two masters there yep. that he's bringing up. Yep. You, you can serve both. Mm-hmm. There's no blend between the two, all right? And then and then he lit- the next word is for this reason. <laughs> yeah. For this reason. So what he just said right there blends into the rest of Matthew chapter yep. 6. yep. I'm going to keep so, reading. Yeah. Okay. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried. Time out. So how do I know if I'm serving God <laughs> or if I'm serving mammon? Worry. W- worry is the indicator yep. that I'm yielding to yep. that spirit of mammon. Ooh. Right? It's yep. an indicator. So again, if I want to go from a little bit or from that position of a little bit to a lot, mm-hmm. I have to break the back of worry. That's I have to break the back of any kind of financial pressure and worry, which is what Joni's testimony was. Mm -hmm. She started feeling that pressure. What was that pressure coming from? That spirit of man Mm -hmm. trying to say, serve me, serve me. Get get a little worried. God's not coming through. Is God going to do this? Is he going to come through? Is he going to actually ever take you to that place? Because you've been believing for so many months or years, you know, for that. And it seems like you're in this place still. Is God really going to come through? Maybe you should try to figure out another way to do it. And now I'm not serving the kingdom of God anymore. Now I'm trying to figure out a way to get this, Mm -hmm. get this thing handled. Right. Mm -hmm. So I need to break the back of worry if I ever want to get to that place of, of a little bit. Or, or not, not just a lot of, because honestly, there's a lot of people who by worry had, have created their own life plans and it's gotten them to, to a place where they might be more financially stable, but they're no longer serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. They might think they are, but they're not serving him. They're mm-hmm. serving mammon because mm-hmm. they're doing what they can to produce they're some dead. kind of finances yeah. apart from God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mammon will give you some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But... But just enough to where, like, he, he's got you on that leash yeah. and you're holding on. Yeah. You know, not, not to the Lord, but to, to the, those worries. Mm-hmm. And, here's, and, that, and that worry, though, he, if he takes it all, now you're in a, in a wrong system. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say something happens where all the banking systems collapse, you know. And now if you've been operating under that wrong system, you might have been in a good place. But now in that wrong system, you're not tapped into the blessing of God and you'll collapse Mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. But if I'm tapped into the system of God, banking, the banking system could collapse. All the, the world's economy could collapse. Mm -hmm. But since my foundation has been on the Lord, doesn't matter what's going on in the economy. It doesn't matter. Like, I mean, that whole situation in, in uh, second Kings four took place during a famine when the, 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 you know, the uh, uh, economic system was in collapse, you know, Mm -hmm. but Elisha was fine. Yeah. 
Why? Because he was tapped into a different system. Yeah. He was tapped into a d- different system. That's yeah. why That's why in 1 Timothy chapter 6, mm-hmm. you know, where, where it does talk about, you know, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. What is that? That's serving mammon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but whenever he, he's instructing the rich uh, in the church not to put their trust in the uncertainty of riches, right? Mm-hmm. Why, why, what do you mean the uncertainty of riches? Basically, that serving of mammon, that, yeah. that you base your uh, life off of what's in the bank account and what makes sense and does this fit my budget? Now, I'm not saying don't budget, budget, be wise, because if you're not wise with what's given to you, you're not going to be ruler over much. But, um, but again, like if that system collapses, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. uncertainty of riches, if that system collapses... Yeah. You, you got no foundation anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what, and the rich young ruler, his foundation was in the uncertainty of mm-hmm. riches. That's why he wasn't willing to give it up and serve Jesus. But he said, but to put your trust in God who richly gives us all things to enjoy. So when my trust is in God's system, then all that stuff can collapse, but I can still thrive. Yeah. You know, yeah. just like Elisha, uh, you know, going to Kareth Brook, being fed by ravens and drinking from the brook. You know, mm-hmm. he, he had all that he needed during three and a half years of famine. During three and a half years of economic collapse, yeah. he was totally fine because he was listening to the instruction mm-hmm. of the Lord. And he was operating under a dis- different mm-hmm. system, right? Yeah. He, was op- he wasn't operating by mammon and what makes sense. He was operating by obedience to the Lord and being faithful to mm-hmm. the Lord. And, and he was kept no yeah. matter what it looked like. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, again, for this reason, I say, don't worry. Yep. Oh, you got a stockpile and all these things because, you know, there's a, another round of COVID coming. You never know what's going to. Oh, no, there's there's a there's a uh, a storm coming through. You know, it's going to snow one inch. So get we got to go and take bread. all the bread off the stores <laughs> and get all the water in and like make sure you fill up your bathtub with water. And, like all these different things, you know, what's the motivation? Yeah. What's the it? motivation behind that? Worry? Mm-hmm. If it's worry, then who are you serving mm-hmm. in that moment? Oh, we got to buy all the toilet paper, coat, you know, like. <laughs> like, like if the motivation is worry, who am I serving in that yeah, moment? Yeah. You know, now the Lord can impress in your spirit a week before that whole like worldly panic. Hey, uh, go get a second loaf of bread this, mm-hmm. this time around. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you go get second loaf of bread and then all of a sudden, oh, everyone's panicking and buying up all the bread. Like all you have to do is in that fellowship with the Lord, he'll show you what mm-hmm. to do. Like, again, my foundation's on him. I don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. Cause the, I guess we can continue reading yeah. Matthew chapter 6. Okay, so it says, Do not be worried about mm-hmm. your life as to what you will eat mm-hmm. and, or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Yeah. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And you not, are you not worth much more than they? And who of you by being worried can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, the grass, <laughs> the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith, do not worry then, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly search all these things. And that word Gentiles can also be translated the, the heathen. Yeah. The unbelievers. Yeah, the unbelievers. The world. Mm-hmm. This is how the world operates. Yes. This is how the unbelievers operate. Yeah. They're like, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? What am I going to wear? We got a big event coming up. What am I going to wear for it? And they're yeah. like, like, I don't have the right outfit for the, you know, like, or like, um, you know, 
all the other things that we've been talking about. That's how the world thinks. And we're supposed to be separate from the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. You see where how contentment is so important yeah. now? Yeah. You know, like, contentment is rooted in the, the knowledge and the revelation that God's got me. Yeah. You know, it's rooted in that revelation. My father loves me, and he'll make sure that I have yeah. all that I need. Yeah. You know, that's, that's everything Jesus is saying right here. You know, the birds are fed. They're not worried about it. You know, like I remember there was a, a situation um, where um, there was someone at, at our house, and, uh, and they were worried about something and um, just, like, worrying and worrying. And then, like, I look over at our cats. Who would have thought that we would have, like, revelation from the cats? And, like, and Bruce, you know, our, our little, uh, littler one, is just playing with uh, Lana, Svetlana's tail, mm-hmm. you know? Just playing with it, like, just having a blast. And I'm like, are they worried? Like, like are, are they worried about what's, if it's going to work out, you know, all these different things, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, um, and I was like, no, like, like, and it's the same revelation, you know, like, if, if they're not worried, why should we be worried? Mm-hmm. Because our God values our lives much more than them, yeah. you know, they're just having fun and playing and doing their little thing, you know, and it's, um, and, and it's just that reality of, of why should I worry about a thing? Right. Because God's so faithful and he's got me. You know yeah. what I mean? God, like God values my life much more than any animal. Yeah. And honestly, we should do the same. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of people who value the lives of animals more than humans. And that's just a twisted worldly thing. Mm-hmm. But like, but God values us so much more than they. Yeah. So honestly, by me worrying, I'm just making myself miserable in the process. Right. God's going to be faithful. Yeah. I'm just making myself miserable by worrying. Yeah. And so all I have to do is just trust him. Trust the Lord. God's got me. He loves me. Yeah. And he's got me. Yeah. And that's what breeds that contentment. Mm-hmm. Is, is, Father, I know that, you, that you're not just giving me enough. You're giving me an abundance. doesn't matter what it's looked like for the last couple months, for the last couple of years. God, you're helping me. And if there's any, any area where I'm missing it, God, you'll show it to me. Yeah. But God, I trust you. I'm just going to seek first your kingdom. Yeah. I'm just going to seek first your righteousness and you'll provide all the rest. Yeah. And I'm not trying to shift this, but what's kept coming up to me is something that um, Vera actually shared an impact on Tuesday night is like we look through these promises and mm-hmm. like um, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. All these things will be added unto us. We mm-hmm. see them. We yeah. see, um, you know, he was made poor so we could be rich. We yeah. see he's withholding no good thing from those who walk uprightly. And one of the things that and um, that Barrett brought up was that when Jesus <laughs> was looking through the scriptures, when he was discovering who he was and who mm-hmm. he is and what he was to do, the promises that he saw in the scripture yeah. were much different. And it, it really helped me with that contentment because what he found in the scriptures was he was bruised for our iniquities. Mm. You know, by his stripes, I was healed. He mm. saw the piercings that he was going to receive. He saw that um, all of sin would be put on him. He That's what Jesus saw in scripture. And so I know I've 
honestly gotten selfish with some of the promises like well god why don't i have this or god whatever you know it gotten into discontentment but gosh when the lord saw those promises those prophecies about him how like what do i have to complain about like what do i have to be discontent about when he saw all those things and he still said i'm going to do it for them because he, God loves us. Exactly what Pastor Danielle said. Contentment is rooted in the revelation. God loves me. Yeah. And so I'm really, I'm not trying to shift or derail or anything, yeah. but if the Lord saw all that and he still said, I am going to do this for them. I love them so that they can have these promises. Golly, I can be content in anything. It's yeah. in First Timothy 6, just a few verses later, with food and shelter, that's what, I'm content in, and being okay with that, knowing we're not staying there, but I'm still content, by golly. He's done too much for me to not be content, and he's had to convict me of that, too. He's done too much for me. He killed his flesh to go to the cross for me, to take sin from from me, to take sickness, to take lack from me. Surely I can be in contentment. Surely. Yeah. Well, and, and this is something that's been coming up to me um, the last couple of weeks. I've heard someone say it. I don't remember where it's from. Um, but, uh, but basically, it's my life is not a reflection of how much God loves me, but of how much I know God yeah. loves me. Yeah. You know, like, because God is looking to show himself strong on our behalf. Mm-hmm. He's looking to get that to us. That's why he sent Jesus, because yeah. he wants to show himself strong. The very thing that was that was holding him back sin. He wanted to break that off of us mm-hmm. so that he can show himself strong on our behalf. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you see that in the early, early church as well. They got a revelation of that. They started sowing mm-hmm. and giving and no, nothing that they had. They saw it as theirs. They weren't selfish with anything. They weren't, they, they were, they were willing to sell their houses and sell their fields and do, and do whatever they needed to do. It wasn't like a weird socialistic thing. Mm-hmm. It was a, they were all led by the Lord and as they were led by the Lord, um, they uh, uh, they would give, and they would yeah. give, and they would sow, and they would sell, and they would give, you know? And that's where you see it. It gets to in Acts chapter 4, yeah. uh, where it says there was no needing among them anymore, yeah. right? They got, they got to that place where they're among them. It didn't say among most of them. All like, it says there was not a needy one right. among them, right. not a single needy person anymore in the church, because they all collectively got a revelation yeah. of this. And started sowing and giving and being mm-hmm. and being generous. And what happened was as they as they did that, they all got to that place of contentment. You see yeah. that in the Philippian church? They started out in a place a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. They started out in that place of a, a, a little bit. Actually let's let's look really quick. And uh I believe it's first second Corinthians um oh. chapter eight. Why am I going that direction? I know, I was going in the wrong direction. I was like too. way past it. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 8, you see, you, all that we hear about in 2 Corinthians 9, Paul's giving a testimony of the Philippian mm-hmm. church. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1, Now, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of, the grace of God, mm-hmm. which has been ma- given to the churches of Macedonia. That's the Philippian church. Yeah. And he's saying, I want to make, make you aware of how God's grace w- empowered the Philippian church to get out of their extreme poverty into yeah. an abundance, right? Yeah. Um, and then he says this, that in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy, con- that's rooted contentment, in contentment, yeah. and their deep poverty overflowed in the wealth of their liberality or their generosity. Yeah. 
And so this is a church that didn't have much. This is a people who were in deep Deep. poverty, but they had a heart to sow. And then the next verse says, for I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, which means they tapped into the all sufficiency of God. They tapped into a supernatural system that empowered them to give even beyond what they were able uh, they gave of their own accord, begging us with much urging for the favor uh, of participation in the support of the saints. And then he just kind of goes on, and uh, and uh, and then that's when he says, "For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ." Verse nine: That though he was rich, he became poor yeah. uh, for your sake, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Again, yeah. he's sharing the testimony of the Philippian church. You know, the, the church that Paul writes about in Philippians chapter 4, where yeah. he says, and my God shall supply all your need according. To, he didn't say that to any other church. He said that only to the Philippian church yeah. that alone partnered with him in giving and wow. receiving. Right. Yeah. And so that's why he gave that word to them, because he recognized you tapped into something and there's nothing that's going to be able to keep that harvest from coming your way to where you'll get in even greater and greater and all that is what leads into uh second corinthians chapter nine mm-hmm. you know he sows sparingly reaps sparingly he sows bountifully will reap bountifully yeah. and then you know always having all sufficiency and everything you'll have an abundance for every good work all of that stuff mm-hmm. um he, he supplies seed to sow and bread for food uh will su- will multiply supply and multiply your seed of sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness mm-hmm. you'll be enriched in everything for all liberality uh which through us is producing thanksgiving to god all that stuff is part of the same testimony yeah right that that and he's like basically saying hey church of corinth you should probably do what they're doing because yeah. it's working for them you know what i mean yeah and uh and so uh so it's important for us to see that though like that that where they were at they were content they were full of joy they yeah. sowed into the kingdom they sought first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and that's part of the church that there were no needy among them, mm-hmm. even though they started out in a place of extreme poverty. Yeah. Right. They had a little bit. Yeah. But they didn't look at their little bit. They didn't look at what they had or what they perceived they had or what the devil told them that they mm-hmm. had. They didn't say, well, you know, we'd give, but we're extremely poor. So I'm sure you understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, no, no. Like, it doesn't matter how little you think you have. Mm-hmm. Again, the, the devil the, that spirit of poverty, that spirit of mammon is always going to try to convince you you don't have enough to give. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd give, I'll give whenever I, whenever I have enough to give. I'll mm-hmm. give whenever I'm able to afford it. I'll give big when I'm able to afford mm-hmm. it. No, I'm just going to give big now. Mm-hmm. Like m- my big right now, relatively to what my big is going to be in 10 years, might be very little. But I'm still going to be faithful and consistent. See, I think this is a big, a big thing too. Is people are like, well, I've been doing it for like two months, and I haven't really been seeing it. Or two years. Yeah, or two years, or three years, or five years. Like, Mm -hmm. just be consistent. Just be consistent. Just continue in faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Be faithful. Like, I'm not. And also, don't think from the perspective of, I give to receive either. You know, I give because I love God. Yeah. Because if I'm always giving just so that I can see a harvest, if that's my main purpose is because I want to see a harvest, my, my priorities are mm-hmm. off. Because I'm not seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I'm seeking first my kingdom and my harvest. Mm-hmm. And when I'm seeking after my harvest and not the kingdom of God, I'm gonna, that, the, the harvests are going to stay small. Yeah. God will be good and he'll be merciful yeah. and he'll give us what we need. 
but my harvests are not going to abound the way that I need them to abound. And, yeah. and that goes into something that Jonathan Shuttlesworth said. Like people asked him, have you, did you ever get discouraged at the beginning when you were sowing and not seeing like mm-hmm. the big harvest that you're seeing now? And he said, he said, I don't get discouraged when I'm giving to my wife some, some things because I'm not giving to her to receive. Yeah. I'm giving to her because I love her. Like he said, I've never gotten discouraged giving to my wife. Yeah. Right. Like, That's like great. think about it from that perspective. I should never get discouraged giving to my God. Because I do it from a place of love. love yeah. Now, his principles are going to come to work. We still give an expectation. Yeah, but there's still not. that expectation mm-hmm. that he's going to do what he said he's going to do in his word. But I don't give because I want to harvest. That's not our why. That's not my why. My why is because I love him. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. Mm-hmm. All these things will be added unto me. It's not seek first all the things being added unto you that they're added unto you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's seek first the kingdom and his yeah. righteousness. And they'll be added unto me. That bleeds into contentment. That bleeds into love. That bleeds yeah. into a revelation of who I am in Him. All these things are solved when I'm stopped. When I stop, because honestly, what is that frustration of I'm not seeing it coming from? Worry. Yeah. yeah. That place of worry. Oh, is this going to work out? Like, God, like, because now who am I serving? Now, when I get to the place of, is God's word working? Is it? Is it true? Is mm-hmm. Is He actually going to come through? Mm-hmm. Right. Who am I serving now? Like who or not serving? Who am I entertaining? Yeah, I, I guess is a better way to mm-hmm. say because like I don't want anyone to get into condemnation if that thought came in. But where where is that thought originating from, Mammon? Yeah, trying to get us to stop serving the kingdom and stop mm-hmm. serving God and to start serving Him. Yeah. You know, and you see that demonic root. You know, where a lot of people um, like, well, well, I've been sowing and I've been sowing, but I haven't been receiving harvest. Well, your confession just spoke out in against your harvest no i know my harvest is coming yeah. in because his word's true but i like forget the harvest really i just my heart's for him my heart's for him i have a resp- now we have a responsibility to reap that harvest okay. that, like it's not that we're not apl- actively applying faith to the harvest we need to apply faith for the harvest that could be another reason why people aren't growing is because you know well i'm just you know, like, like, I don't, it doesn't matter. Like, no, it do, actually does matter. Mm-hmm. I have a, res- just as much as I have a responsibility yeah. to sow, I have a responsibility to reap that yeah. harvest because that harvest will produce more harvest. You know, it's like a farmer that goes out and sows seeds, you know, and then the harvest comes up and someone comes, well, aren't you going to go reap that harvest? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't sow for that reason. You know, no, I have a responsibility to harvest because that doesn't just affect me. That affects all the people around me it's, too. Yeah, it's just as much our responsibility to be a good harvester as yeah. being good receivers. Yeah, but yeah. M- my harvest comes from that place of contentment yes. and, a, and a love from God yeah. and just seeking first his kingdom. As I'm seeking first his kingdom, so, like a lot of times, like someone goes to give you something. Oh, no, no, it's all right. Like, I, I don't need that. No, 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 no. Keep it. You need it more than I do. Like, you think Elijah, when that woman was like getting ready to have her last meal and die, like, what? There's, she would have died if he said, oh, no, you need it more than I do. Yeah. He would have killed that woman mm-hmm. by not receiving that. Wow. Seat. <laughs> like do you hear that yeah oh no, oh no you just keep it now there are times when you don't receive something where someone's giving out of emotion or whatever like like you see abraham whenever um whenever the king tried to say hey you take the, this voice he's like mm-hmm. no he's like there will not be a man that's set that on this earth that'll ever be able to say i made abraham mm-hmm. rich you know mm-hmm. so he did say that like, like there, th- that man was trying to give probably with a wrong heart and a wrong motive you know mm-hmm. there. But 
like you have to have a check in your spirit and and the lord tell you don't receive this for you to not take it but like we should be expecting oh no thank you like praise god let's bless this seed together Mm -hmm. you know we have a responsibility to take in that harvest and not put on a false humility that says, oh, no, 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 like, keep that. Like, you need it more than I do. That's No, that could actually keep them, literally rob them from tapping into that supernatural yeah. anointing yeah. to break out of it, you know? Yeah. And and that's what a lot of people do is someone wants to sow and wants to give and, and bless them. Oh, no. Like, pastor appreciation's coming up. And, like, I, I've been seeing, like, on Facebook, like, there's different threads. Like, what are you doing for pastor appreciation? And like, there's people that say, "What? What's pastor appreciation?" Or like, pastor appreciation, LOL. Like, wow. like, and a lot of people have this mentality. Like, there's a lot of pastors like who, uh, who who would like comment on these threads um, and just say, "Oh, well, I I turn that into volunteer appreciation, wow. like where we just appreciate our volunteers, you know, for all that they do, you know, because they they do just as much work as me. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is they're robbing their congregation wow. of a blessing, and they don't know it. Wow. They think they're being humble." What yeah. a dangerous thing that, that yeah. uh, again, Elijah could have killed that woman and her son by not receiving that, yeah. that, that honor, you know, because that honor is tapping them in to a supernatural anointing mm-hmm. to break out of their situation. You know, that heart to sow will break them out of that, their situation. It'll get them from that place where they have a little bit to where they have an abundance for every good deed. But it comes from that place of, I got to sow and I got to seek first the kingdom and I got to be in that place of contentment yeah. and I got to be in that place where I'm. I'm, I'm, you know, where I'm seeking him first, mm-hmm. you know, all those different things, you know, that we've been bringing up in this broadcast that taps you into a supernatural blessing. That's why we confess, you know, we are out of debt and we carry a debt canceling anointing and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. We're confessing that we're mm-hmm. tapping into a system with our words, but we also got to tap into that system with our actions yeah. as well. Yeah. Amen. I just said a lot, but you're, yeah. you're, you're good. I'm just, I'm really excited. And I know that. For the most part, I know a lot of the people who are watching and tuning in, um, and I'm really excited (laughs) for the expectation that as we pray over this word, Mm. I know that for years people have been sowing and Mm. being faithful in sowing and being faithful and staying in thanksgiving and in contentment. So I'm so excited, and I'm going to receive it myself, that as we're praying over the word and any seeds that are sown, Mm. it's not a payment, any seeds that are received— as we're, as we're praying over that, I'm really excited. And there might be more that you have to share, but it's just this expectation of uh, of us being able to receive, especially those who have been faithful and sowing yeah. and sowing and being able to come in agreement and unity mm-hmm. uh, to see that commanded blessing come. And I'm just, I'm really excited for that. Well, yeah. let, let's tap into that now. Amen. I, I have more scripture and stuff that and I then, can go yeah, into. Like there's like, we could go for like the next lot. five hours talking about yeah, this stuff. There's so much but, to it. But I've, like the anointings here yeah. to, to break that, mm-hmm. to break, to break off the, the, to break the back of poverty, yep. to break the back of mammon, yep. to break the back of worry mm-hmm. and to break the back of little bit, yep. right? That little bit mentality. Mm-hmm. Like there's an anointing here to break that. And what I want you to do in the comments is I want you to make this declaration, like, and, and I want you to say this out loud, like, say, Mammon, I don't Mammon, serve I you. I don't serve you. God, God, I serve you. I serve you. And 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 we just need to break that back. Yep. I do not serve Mammon. Put that in the comments. I do not yep. serve Mammon. Mammon. Yep. I don't serve little bit. Yep. You know, I don't serve worry. Mm-hmm. Like, put put all three of those in the comments. Yep. I don't serve Mammon. 
I don't serve little bit. Yep. I don't serve worry. Mm -hmm. I don't serve those things. Those things are not my Lord. They're not my God. Yeah. I serve the God who richly gives me all things yeah. to enjoy. Amen. That's who I serve. And so, uh, and so if the Lord's leading you today to sow into this broadcast, put faith, yep. put faith on that seed that as I, as I sow into this broadcast today, as I sow into this broadcast mm -hmm. today, I'm tapping in to a supernatural yep. anointing that's breaking the bonds yep. or, or the things that have been holding me back. Yep. Now, now, here's another thing that can keep people small. It's not tithing, mm -hmm. right? Because the Bible says that he'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. Yeah. If, if you don't tithe, if you're not tithing, you know, what, what's happening? You're not, the, the devourer is always going to come in and just take from yeah. here, take from there. Oh, the car broke down. Oh, this thing wore out. And all, he's all, the devourer is always yeah. going to be taking uh, from, like yeah. the biggest deception. This came out in the, in, in the um, not, it's not the biggest deception, but one of the biggest deceptions. This came out in that Dismantling Mammon series. One of the biggest deceptions is that uh, people believe that they have a say of what they can do with their tithe. Mm. You don't give it to God, the mm -hmm. devourer is going to take it. Yep. He's going to take it by all those little yeah. things that aren't working throughout the month. Yep. Like your cars keep breaking down. The, mm -hmm. the, the wash and dryer keeps breaking down. The clothes mm -hmm. keep wearing out. He'll, he'll devour it. Yeah. However, he devours yep. it. You know, yep. oh, the water, this water line just burst. This thing happened. You know, he, he so like, if I'm not tithing, mm -hmm. that's going to go so go go somewhere else yep. you know the the devourer is going to take it mm -hmm. yeah. but when i'm a tither i'm god's opening the windows of heaven pouring out that blessing mm -hmm. so great that i can't handle it yep. and he's rebuking the devourer for my sake yep. you know all those different things so mm -hmm. so tithing comes into that too like why why am i just barely making it buy are you tithing faithfully yep. you know yeah have you have you re-examined it have you have you added your uh increase maybe you got a pay raise have you added that or mm -hmm. have you just been giving oh man i haven't been giving all, all of that to yeah. the lord you know that could be just a reminder for someone. Yep. Hey, you, you, you've been tithing, but you forgot that you've increased, and you know you need to increase your tithe now as well. You know, uh, just, that that might be for someone watching today. But uh, but we're gonna pray over yep. the seed that's sown today. Um, and uh, if you can go to giveww.org and sow there, cash app, PayPal, Venmo, text give, uh, cryptocurrency, yeah. all those different ways yeah. that you can sow. Uh, today, but uh, but we're making this available to yep. you. A and picture this as the widow with the oil moment. Picture this as the, yeah. the widow with a little bit of yeah. bread and a little bit of oil. Mm -hmm. You know, d don't believe the lie that says I have nothing to mm -hmm. give. Mm -hmm. That's a demonic lie. Mm -hmm. You have something to give. Yeah, everybody has something to give. Even in the Old Testament, when they're bringing the law of the sacrifices and the offerings, right? Mm -hmm. The sin or guilt offerings or the like, like they would say, uh, each person should bring this. Mm -hmm. But if they don't have enough to give that, they'll give this. Yeah. Right. They they gave another offering. If mm -hmm. they if they couldn't afford, like let's say a lamb, mm -hmm. they're like, well, if they can't afford a lamb, let them bring, um, you know, uh, so, something else. Let yeah. them bring some some turtle doves or or some, yeah. something like this, mm -hmm. something small. But if they can't afford this, let them bring some grain. Yeah. Like. Basically, there was still always an expectation, yes. even for the person who didn't have enough to give yes. that. There was always an expectation, though, mm -hmm. for them to give something. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and God expects everyone right. to sow something. Right. And here's the thing. We didn't just spend an hour and a half speaking about this just to take up an offering. No. And so if that's the thought for...
for anybody. Absolutely do not. There is no pressure to give. But for those who want to attach their faith to this, yeah. it is available. I'm sowing a seed right now as well. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And we're going to come together and believe, for, especially for those who have been sowing and believing for increase. Yeah, we believe that it's happening. Amen. Amen. I just increased. Yeah. Amen. Um, no. So, so again, hear this. There's an anointing on this seed mm -hmm. to break that the yeah. back off of those things. Yeah. The things that have might have been holding you back, the thing the, those mentalities or or those those little things here and there, or it could just be like a I just can't seem to break through. And you haven't recognized that that the enemy's really just been trying to to, mm -hmm. to hold you back. But there's an anointing right here on this seed to break you yeah. beyond. Oh, praise God. There's anointing <laughs> here to break you out of that. Yeah. And you'll begin to see harvest coming. Yep. You'll begin to see the things you've been believing for. Yep. Oh man, it's it's working. It's unlocked now mm -hmm. in a whole different way. Yep. Uh, another thing that the Lord could be leading you to do is so personally into the men of God in your life. Yeah. That that's something that broke broke us to a different level. Mm -hmm. When we when we yeah we gave to ministries, but when we started sowing personally into the men of God, because that's what both of these widows did. Yep. They sowed personally into the men of yep. God. And then right, right after Second Kings in, in Second Kings four, you see yep. the Shunammite woman yep. who built the house personally for that man of God. Yep. She would give meals personally to that man mm -hmm. of God, and she uh, got a special word to avoid an, another famine. Mm -hmm. She got a, uh, her she got a son. Yep. She got her son raised from the yep. dead. You know, and at the end of the famine, she got her land restored to her and yep. all the interest and all the things that had accrued while she was away. Right. Yep. So like she got blessing after blessing. Mm -hmm. She tapped. She went to another level and she was yep. she was pretty well, well off, you mm -hmm. know, beforehand. But she tapped into something that like imagine if she didn't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, she wouldn't have had had that special word yep. uh, to to be free. From that famine, yeah. you know, recognize when the ec economic system collapsed, she got a special word. She knew exactly what to do, yep. and she was unaffected by yep. it. Unaffected by it yep. because she sowed personally into yep. that man of God. Like so, that's just another thing. Anyway, so let's sow and let's put let's put our faith on this. Yep. So, Father, right now in Jesus' yes. name, every seed sown today in the name of Jesus. We call it blessed. We, and as the seed is sown, the second uh, the, they, the, the send button is hit or the second that check goes in the mail or whatever they do, what at the instruction of you, because God, we're not giving out of emotion. Yep. We're not giving under compulsion. We're not giving under any of those things. We're giving as led yep. by you. And God, as, we, as this seed goes into the ground and dies, and it dies because... Because now all of a sudden as we as we uh, make that transaction, it's not in our account. There's nothing we can spend it on anymore ourselves. It's dead to us. Yeah. But then, God, as it enters into that ground and dies, it begins to produce that harvest. Father, right now in Jesus' name, I call for a quick harvest to come into the hands of the people watching right now and sowing uh, in faith right now. We call those harvests to break, break through. And every demonic thing that has been trying to devour the harvest or hold these harvests back, yep. we break your authority now in the name of Jesus. We break the back of yep. poverty. We break the back of mammon. We break the back of worry. No longer, no more shall we worry about clothes, food, yep. 
harvest, any of those things. Father, we don't serve mammon. God, we serve you. And we call breakthroughs to manifest now. God, for those who have seemed to be for years been in that little bit place. God, I thank you, Lord, that as our confession changes and as our vision changes, we break off that that mentality of little bit and we enter into the abundance and the all-sufficiency of God. We receive it now and we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' yeah. name, <laughs> the name above every name, the name where that spirit of mammon must bow its knee yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen.